The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. You're listening to another episode of The Chris and Joe Show. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum. We are presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. We are your analysis guys here at the New York Giants blog, part of SB Nation's parent website. Today's episode, the final positional preview. I know we said that about the safeties, but that was the final offensive and defensive preview. There are still special teams guys to talk about. We wanted to have a separate show, a little bit of a different direction for this one, a different flow to it to discuss the special teams guys on the roster. Now, that doesn't just include the specialists, the long snapper, kicker, and punter on the Giants team right now. It also includes kick and punt returners that we're going to talk about and project who will probably be the guys catching those kicks. And also the two big name guys who are core special teams players and going to earn roster spots because of their special teams capabilities. Chris, this special teams core is completely different. The specialist unit is completely different than it was at the start of the offseason. A lot of moves happened because of unexpected circumstances and certain players becoming available not exactly a lot of good things that went into this, but right now we have Casey Kreider as the starting long snapper. No other competition for training camp for him. A former pro bowler with the Denver Broncos. He is going to be snapping to punter Riley Dixon and also holding for kicker Chandler Catanzaro. So two new faces in this group. The one guy who's returning is Riley Dixon. Now, the one thing I'd like to discuss here, Chris, is you're bringing in a new long snapper after last year having troubles with Zach Diossi, who was dealing with an injury and not entirely healthy. Colin Holba coming in and struggling tremendously with his blocking. You're, you're bringing in someone who has shown consistency in the league. Uh, the, the team that he was formerly on was trying to save some money because he was one of the higher paid long snappers in the league. So Dave Gettleman goes, decides to spend that money on a snapper to fix the operation issues that we saw last year. So should we be expecting a a better season from Riley Dixon, who's already done a pretty good job? You know, I think we really should. Uh, Just because as 
you have met, mentioned a lot on the show and you know we're, special teams is kind of our niche that familiarity and continuity are really important in the operation of the punting and kicking games you know the punters and kickers that's those are plays where a lot of fans tend to either zone out or get up to go get a drink grab a snack go to the bathroom whatever but they are really important and they're also really i would say delicate plays in that if something goes wrong in the operation uh, a, a long snap is a little bit off target or for some reason the cadence isn't quite right so things can go terribly terribly wrong and i think having another year with thomas mcgahee with tom quinn that will help riley dixon and also having a much more consistent long snapper and also i just looked this up a long snapper he already knows will really help riley dixon because uh casey Kreider and dixon were together on the denver broncos from uh, 2016 to 2018 yeah there there really is a lot of moving pieces that that goes into good special teams play and you don't even notice those moving pieces because you only will acknowledge a mistake when it happens. It's supposed to be a transitioning play on punts. It's supposed to be a guaranteed three points or one point for an extra point or a field goal. Fans always assume that it's supposed to be an easy play, but that's really not the case. Like you were talking about, if a snap is a little bit off or if someone misses their assignment in picking somebody up in protection, that can lead to a blocked punt. We saw last year a number of bad snaps from Zach Diossi. Now, understandably, he was at the very end of his career and he was dealing with an injury that was very impactful for him being able to snap properly. Now we're bringing in a guy who has shown tremendous consistency. Having someone like that will incredibly elevate the performance of Riley Dixon that he doesn't have to worry about where the ball is going to be. If, if everything is blocked properly in front of him, if the snapper is picking up the guy that he's supposed to be picking up, Gettleman could have gone the route of what some general managers do when they need a new long snapper is bringing in a couple of young guys, a couple of players that have had maybe a few touches in the league, a, a game here or a preseason there, or even no opportunities in the league. Some general managers do do that, but he saw the availability at the time, which was Casey Kreider, a pro bowler, being available to the Giants. And instead of creating some competition with a couple young guys and seeing who was the better one, he decided to go with the more proven player, not to mess around with it like they did last year, bringing in a, a number of players, uh, bringing in Drew Harris and free agency. It didn't really seem like there was a true sense of direction with what they were trying to do. Now they have Kreider. They know who the guy is. There's no competition. There's nobody else on this roster to compete with him. All it is is going to be Casey Kreider. The other new face, which we've already done an episode on, is Chandler Catanzaro, the new kicker after the legal issues with Aldrich Rosas. Team deciding to cut ways with him, uh, part ways with him. Catanzaro, though, now is a bit of a wild card. We haven't seen him play in a full year. The last time he played and the reason why he chose to retire was because he missed two extra points in a preseason game. So Chris, should we be a little worried or what should we be worried about from a player who has not been around for a while? I would say we should 
maybe worried is a little bit too strong of a word, but maybe cautious and aware that, you know, he hasn't been around in a while. And the reason he retired last year was because he was inconsistent. And, you know, to me, uh, kicking really does kind of remind me of being on the free throw line in basketball, where you basically get one shot at getting this play right. And it's a play that really should seem automatic, but there's a lot that can go wrong and it's mostly mental. A lot of kickers, physically, it's all muscle memory, at least from what I understand about it. The thing is, is, you know, humans aren't robots and, you know, take anybody to the free throw line, take them to the driving range, and you're rarely going to see the same execution twice. And a lot of that is because you just get in your own head. And, you know, I have to wonder where Catanzaro's head is at. And that is the part I think I would worry about where if maybe he does go through a rough patch in camp where he misses what should be gimme kicks, you know, an extra point or a 30 yard field goal or something like that. If he will be resilient enough to basically forget about those and just keep moving forward, or if he will get back to the same headspace he was, or the same headspace he was in where he ultimately retired. That, I think, is at least where the worry will be with me. You're 100% right with dealing with specialists and having technique issues leading to poor performance. Very rarely do guys fall off of their technique, but it's usually because of mental issues. It's usually because of getting inside your own head, overthinking things. All it really takes is missing a, a kick or two in a game. You'll start to doubt yourself if you miss the, miss one of those kicks. Next time you go out there, you're, you're, you will overthink it. You will overcompensate with your technique, and that could have very well been the case for Cat and Zero. The reason why I want to bring this up, though, is because we've had a, a really good kicker previously. Aldrich Rosas was very good. Last year, the, the kicks that he missed, we can point to that being operation errors. If, if you don't agree with that, go back and look. Go back and look at the plays that he missed, and we pointed out on the show that they were operation errors. Uh, maybe there are a couple outliers, but most of those misses were because of operation issues from the snap. We are now going to have a guy who is not as consistent. We have not had to deal with a player who is not a consistent kicker in a few seasons. So it's it's going to be a bit odd having someone who misses extra points, who is going to miss a couple layup kicks. We might even see instances of the offense choosing to go for it on a fourth and short instead of kicking a field goal. There is not as much dependency on the kicker as there was previously because the uh, Pat Shermer knew and Thomas McGahee knew that they could depend on Rosas to at least get in within striking range of hitting a field goal from anywhere around 50 yards or in because he was that consistent of a kicker. But we're not going to exactly get that with Catanzaro. That then begs the question, do the Giants still decide to bring in competition? We already talked about this on a show previously, but there are now two available names in the mix, Graham Gano and Kai Forbath, who are proven veterans in this league. Similar process to why they signed Casey Kreider. They could go and sign Graham Gano or Kai Forbath because of previous connections to staff just to compete so they know they have the right guy for the job. What I know, Dave Gettleman is a really big relationship guy. He 
believes in the importance of knowing people and people knowing you. Uh, we've seen that time and time again in the Giants drafts and free agent classes over the last two years. Pretty much everybody they bring in has some kind of connection to the coaching staff. You have Kai Forbath, who was just released by the Dallas Cowboys. The obvious connection there is with Jason Garrett, who was his head coach. And then with Graham Gano, he has an obvious connection there with Dave Gettleman, who signed him to a deal not all that long ago in Carolina. And also with Thomas McGahee, who is his special teams coach in Carolina. So there's a lot of personal relationships, uh, a lot of knowledge of these kickers out there. So it would almost surprise me at this point if the Giants don't bring either one of them in, let alone maybe both of them, and let all three of the kickers battle it out. Although, considering the reduced roster sizes for this training camp, that might be something they would do in a regular year. Maybe might not see all three this year. Right, and there's available options for going about that. There are two players that normally wouldn't really be available at this point in time. So the Giants can make that decision. They can go and bring in some additional help to compete for that kicker spot. We're going to wrap up with talking about the non-specialist special teams players. Before we do so, we're going to take a really short commercial break. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So when we talk about non-specialist players, there's a couple guys that we have spoken very highly of on this show, and there are also the kick returners. And the kick returning position is a very key spot on a roster, a very key special team spot on the roster, because if you have a good kick returner, you can create some very big gains that way. You can pick up some huge yardage just from a, a couple good blocks and put yourself in really good position. So last season, we saw Golden Tate return punts. We saw Corey Ballantyne return kicks. Darius Slayton did it a few times. 
The one guy that we were missing was Corey Coleman, who was hurt the whole year. And I think it's pretty safe to say that Coleman will be the favorite to come back and be the primary kick returner. And then also Javon Leak, the rookie, who was very good in college, to be another primary candidate. I don't think any of those other guys are going to get as many touches, except maybe Ballantyne on special teams as they did previously with the with Coleman and Leak now in the play. Yeah, I I'm not sure the Giants have another punt returner other than Golden Tate right now. Uh, he really did, maybe uh, Sterling Shepard. He I believe he has done it as well. They both have a similar skill set with uh, good vision with the ball in their hands, good short area quickness. So if they are able to make a defender miss or you know they pick up a good block, they can maximize whatever is there, which is what you're looking for from a punt returner. You know, a guy who can secure the catch and then may add whatever yardage he can on top of that. You know, the kick returner, that's a little bit different. I think it will probably come down to realistically Ballantyne and Coleman as the primary kick returners. Uh Javon Leakey is an undrafted free agent running back. I know Ed put him in his uh prediction for to make the final roster. I'm not yeah, he'll really have to show something in kick returns in camp to get that, I think. But Valentin and Coleman, I, they're pretty likely to both pretty likely to make the final roster. Corey Coleman was he actually emerged as one of the best kick returners in the NFL two years ago before his ACL injury. So if that ACL is healthy, I fully expect the Giants to give him as good of an opportunity as they can to show that he he still has that ability to basically see the see green field and go hit hit the afterburners and make yardage Ballantyne has that ability as well so I think that should that'll be the battle and I think that could be a really good battle right there's a lot of available guys here and Corey Coleman if you remember was a really really good returner with that one season um with the Giants a few years ago before he got hurt he was an instant spark to the equation he had a number of huge returns so the there is going to be some competition for that kick returner spot. I think it's uh, it's better to have that problem of too many good or decent kick returners than not having a good one at all. The, the other two guys, though, Chris, Nate Ebner, Cody Core, um, they are clearly uh, very, very technically sound special teams guys, and they have not really carved out roles on offense or defense at their respective positions with their previous teams, core already being with the Giants, Ebner being with the New England Patriots. But what you do have with them is that they are very consistent, they know where they need to be, and they get the job done. They do, and they both have a very good feel for the special teams game. You know, we we know the Patriots love Nate Ebner. He was really a core piece in Joe Judge's special teams units, and pretty much always very good special teams units with the Patriots. And last year we saw Cody core come through a few times to really help pin opposing def- bleh, really help pin opposing offenses back. Uh, there were a couple I rem- plays. I remember where he seemingly came out of nowhere to down the ball inside the five yard line, basically right on the goal line. And, those are nice highlight plays, but they can be huge for a defense because there's a big difference between having to drive the ball 75 yards from the 25 yard line for a touchback versus, you know, 
98, 99 yards. Being right on the goal line like that, that really limits an offense's options as far as play selection. It opens things up for the defense and gives them that many more opportunities to make a big play, get a sack, force a fumble, get an interception, some kind of turnover, or even opens up the possibility of a safety. Having those specialists, it might not help on offense or defense, but they can help the offense or defense with their special teams play. Exactly. Having those guys that aren't specialists but are consistent players out there on special teams on every single unit, you can get a lot of benefits from players like that. You see what Cody Kaur has done. Nate Ebner Ebner has uh, carved out a role with them being the second best special teams player on that, that Patriots team behind Matthew Slater. So just overall, it's good to have both of those guys and a number of other players on this roster who are going to be perfect fits for, a, I think, a special team-centric team in 2020. Well, Chris, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. As always, folks, be sure to uh, like and subscribe, rate, give us a, some feedback on what you think of the show, as well as head to our website, bigblueview.com. You can follow us on social media at bigblueview. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. You can follow Chris at Raptor MKII. 